Hey Cryptonauts, welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host Jake Jabarelli, here to give you the top 10 daily stats and your crypto news of the day. With that said, make sure you check us out in Discord and YouTube, Twitter, and all your different podcast platforms out there you want to check out. Oh, also on Reddit. We're on Reddit. So go give us some thumbs up, okay? And if you want, go to our website at c3media.tech. That is the letter C, number three, media.tech. With that said, stack stats and huddle. Adios. Alright, Cryptonauts, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I am here with my co-host, Jake Cerebrelli, to give you the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. Alright, Jake, go ahead and give us the top 10 daily stats. Alright, well, head on over to CoinGecko.com, and we'll talk about the top 10 here. In the number one space, as almost always has been since the advent of all Bitcoin. Oh wait, Bitcoin. How much is one Bitcoin worth? 48,512 as of this last number refresh. Just to be sure I'm still at that number here. 48,265 as of this refresh. The seven day gain of 7.2% and a market cap of still coming in close $900 billion. Very close to a trillion. We're getting back up there again, hopefully soon. Nice, yeah. Uh, Bitcoin did crest over. 50,000, I believe you said today earlier, but it came back down again. Mm -hmm. So, in second place is Ethereum with uh, currently $3,170, a 70 gain of 4.2%, a market cap of $372.7 billion. Still quite a bit less than half, but I bet you Ethereum's going to catch up. It's been doing exceptionally, exceptionally well this week. With a price of 265, which is about 10 cents in the last time we talked about it, seven day, seven day total gain of 24.7%. Wow. Pardon me, 24.9%. And in a market cap of $85 billion. Finance coin, not a steel coin, it's just their coin for their, for their website. It pegged at about $500 even, also gained about 25%, very close to Cardano. And the market cap that's also closing in on Cardano of about $78 billion. Tether, in place number five here, is fat, like it should be, because it's a stable coin. But its market cap is $65 billion, so it's a little behind Binance coin. XRP, or Ripple, is in place six, at $1.14 current price, and a slightly slight decline in the seven-day value of 1%. But a market cap of $53.3 billion. Dogecoin in seventh place with a price of a little less than 30 cents. It fell down a little bit, about 6.5% in the last week. Uh, its current price is 28.5 cents or $0.285. And its market cap is about $37.5 billion. USD coin, another stable coin for, Binance, uh, for uh, Coinbase, pardon me. And of course it's stable because it's a stable coin. And it hasn't really fluctuated much, but its current market cap is about $27 billion. Polkadot is in place 9 at the moment, with a price of $25.35. It has also gone up nearly 5% in the last 7 days, 
and it is almost perfectly matched USD coins current market cap at about 26 billion. Actually, not a billion different, but we're talking billions here. And then in last place, last place on the top 10. I mean, that's still not bad, right? Solana with a price of $71.36 falling about 3.5% in the last seven days and a market cap of a little less than $21 billion. That is your top 10 today. Remember, if you're here, you should probably be collecting your candies. Um, so go over there and click on that candy jar and get your latest candies. I know we don't do this podcast every single day, so you guys need to keep up in between yep. and get your stack of candies. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. What's our total overall market cap for the day? Total market cap as of right now, as of the last refresh of this website, is $2.145 trillion. Maybe a very tiny percent over the last 24 hours. Hmm, I got four. Still, above $2 trillion. If you yeah. remember this, the highest we could ever reach there in April was uh, $2.6 trillion. So we're still about half a billion or half a trillion dollars away from the market, the absolute top cap we've ever seen. But that was when Bitcoin was at sixty-three thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So the trick question is, how much is one Bitcoin worth? A Bitcoin supposedly worth close to fifty thousand dollars, right? Oh man! Oh geez, would get you for this one. Oh geez, would get you for this one for sure. One Bitcoin is worth one Bitcoin. Not sad. Oh, you're right. <laughs> You're so going to get it. Watch. You're so going to get it. Okay. All right. So here we go. We're going to get ready for the crypto news. I wrote an article here on Reddit. Make sure you check out our Reddit channel. Or what is it? So it's called a subreddit, right? Subreddit. Yep. So here's an article that I found on the internet that I went ahead and rewrote in my own words. So appreciate it. Okay. Give some thumbs up. What, what do you call this? Arrow up? Arrow ups? Some fire. Give, give us some fire. We would like some fire. Okay, here we go. Tyga, the American rapper, launches OnlyFans competitor. Tyga, the American rapper, launches OnlyFans competitor. Last week, OnlyFans announced that it plans to remove all its adult content by October 1st. OnlyFans made the decision after potential investors refused to invest in OnlyFans unless adult content was removed. Immediately thereafter, crypto enthusiasts suggested that decentralized platforms and cryptocurrencies be used by the adult content providers. Tyga, being an OnlyFans user himself, was against the decision made by OnlyFans to remove adult content and ultimately announced his exit from the platform. Tyga announced that he will be launching his own platform that is a direct competitor of OnlyFans. MyStar platform will provide content creators more freedom and more earnings. MyStar is being built on the Ethereum network and will give content creators the freedom to sell their content and NFTs as as the as the good part is that they will get a higher percentage of the earnings. The MyStar platform is set to launch in October. The site is currently up and allowing content creators to sign up ahead of the launch. And this was referenced by NewsBTC.com. This okay. Good. I really appreciate this. That someone's actually taking the taking the initiative to. Now I didn't know. Now I didn't know, and I didn't write this in here. Uh, but Tiger actually has like a whole business built around this. He has a bunch of uh, adult content. Uh, um, creators he has he has a business like that's what he does this is where he makes yeah. his millions i didn't I, I i mean i'm not an only fans person i don't really i mean i know what goes on there but i didn't think that you can actually have a corporate business you know uh branching off of only fans this guy yeah, that's what he has and now he's just like you know what i'll just do my own platform on crypto that's awesome yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad that he's doing it because if there's one thing that pushes the internet, it's porn. Yeah, pretty much, exactly. All right, make sure you check us out on Discord. Obviously, if you go to uh, to Reddit, the link is right there. Also, on our website, www.c3media.tech, letter C, number 3, media.tech. All right, second news, which I did not write and I just want to talk about, is that crypto, uh, Bitcoin, not crypto, Bitcoin, as you all know by now, because uh, Jake did mention it earlier, is that Bitcoin did surpass $50,000 for the first time in a few months. Obviously, that is a signal for a bull run. Right now, we're having a, a minor correction. Uh, the, the big goal is to try to pass 51, uh, did I say million? 51,000. 51,000. Once it passes 51,000, there's a lot of speculation that that's when it's really going to start launching off. But as long as it keeps finding resistance at 50,000 and keeps bouncing back and we don't break through that, then we're going to go sideways for a good while. So the goal is to hopefully in the short term, we, we pass 51,000 and that's where things are going to go up. Obviously, I'm not a professional day trader, so I don't really know how this goes. I'm a big-time hodler. I've always hodled. Not, I don't want to say I've always hodled. I am a hodler now, you know, so I don't really keep uh, track of, of, of how this sways up or down. You know, I, I'm holding for very, very many, 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 and gobs and gobs and gobs of years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, I'm going to pass this over to you. All righty. So, from Decrypt. Uh, and from Andrew Hayward, I found this uh, particular article rather funny. Why Budweiser now has a dick pic NFT in his Ethereum wallet? Budweiser made a splash in the crypto market late Tuesday as Anheuser-Busch owned beer brand purchased NFT collectibles, including beer.eth, the Ethereum name service domain. But a glance at uh, Budweiser Ethereum wallet reveals some uh, other surprising NFTs, which are either hilarious or unsettling depending upon your perspective. For example, why is there a cartoonish penis from the PP Boys NFT collection that's dressed up like Harry Potter? Why also is there a crudely scribbled minimalistic cock drawing from the minimal cock NFT set? There's also a crypto dick button NFT and others varying collections uh, that look like off-brand copycats of sets like Pudgy Penguins and The Rocks. There's no shame in collecting phallic NFTs and if that is Budweiser's prerogative, then more power to them. Go nuts, pun intended. There's tens of thousands of them on the leading secondary market in OpenSea. But, but that's probably not what happened here. Most likely, crypto enthusiasts have been sending their oddball NFTs yeah. to after the address was ultimately revealed as part of Budweiser's Twitter universe. An NFT acts like a deed of ownership to a digital item, including drawings of body parts and plenty more. So Budweiser now owns these images, even if they didn't seek them out. Crypto wallets are pseudonymous, relying on a string of letters and numbers to identify them rather than an easily identifiable name or moniker. However, when a person or company reveals itself as the owner, that opens up the potential for abuse in the form of receiving unwanted assets regardless of intent. Whether you see it as antagonistic trolling and goofy fun, this certainly isn't the first instance of it happening to high-profile subjects. It's 
Thanks for the crypto world. In fact, when Visa announced its purchase of a pricey CryptoCon NFT on Monday, it will soon gain potentially controversial collectible alongside. That wallet now has NFT images featuring penises, breasts, and piles of dog poop along with a wide array of other collectibles. And the Ethereum name service NS domain for feetdick.eth. Never heard of that. Yeah. yeah. And anyways, uh, yeah. If you look up celebrity feet on Google, you'll find a lot. People wow. seem to be obsessed with them. Strangely enough, those are two of the highest profiles of examples to date. But there are others. For example, New York Times tech columnist Kevin Roos recently implored readers to please stop sending me your tokens after writing about pudgy penguins. And when billionaire investor Mark Cuban got his got into NFTs and crypto in a big way earlier this year, his wallet was inundated with such incoming NFTs. Some of the people sending NFTs to multiple brand wallets, of course, too. So uh, you'll see some of the collections represented in both wallets tied to Visa and Budweiser NFT purchases. Plus, the creator of NFT Quick called a gift for Budweiser also similarly mocking NFTs to both Visa and Coca-Cola. On that note, Coca-Cola was also sent an NFT masturbate along with many other <coughs> curious creations. Mm-hmm. In any case, without going into much more detail, yeah. the, uh, the, the point of this is that, uh, that your wallet is out there in the, in the public eye, and it's, it's all very public, and with the exception of Monero, everything you do, everything the transaction you have, if, you, if it's known that you're operating that wallet and you're some of, a, of import, <laughs> You're probably going to get some spam. And that's exactly what that's exactly what it is. It's straight up spam. It just now uh, spam has moved over to the, to the decentralized platforms. But just imagine the same exact thing that you would get in your email. That's why you want to keep your email nice and secure, nice and safe, nice and private. Uh, obviously, your your you want to try to keep your your uh, private address as private as possible. But hey, there's um there's always a chance that you're going to get some kind of spam like this. And yeah. who knows? Maybe those NFTs will be worth something someday, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows? That's crazy, right? Yeah. All right. So, am I going to do the next one, or are you going to do the next one? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So uh, another one from Decrypt, and this one seems to be important because it's certainly blowing up right now, which is ironic considering what the name of it is. Avalanche is up 113% since its launch of a $180 million incentive program. Wow. Go figure, right? The uh, price of AVAX, A-V-A-X, or Avalanche, the native token of a scalability-focused blockchain platform Avalanche, has more than doubled since its developers launched a decentralized finance incentive program last week. DeFi is a growing niche in crypto, which seeks to offer many of the same financial services as banks or brokers, such as lending and borrowing without using a centralized entity. At the same time as writing AVAX, was tra- trading around $49, up about 2.5% on the day, according to CoinGecko. The token's weekly price journey, however, was much more impressive. On August 17th, the day before Avalanche Rush program was announced, AVAX hovered around $22. The token's price has increased about 122% wow. since then. Avalanche is an open-source platform for financial primitive, uh, yes, primitives and decentralized applications akin to Ethereum. Avalanche has, however, been designated with scalability and fast confirmation times as top priorities. 
Avalanche Rush, which kicked off the pr price rally, is a $180 million, pardon, $180 million liquidity, liquidity mining incentive program for DeFi applications, buoyed by an addition of two popular DeFi protocols, Aave and Curve Finance. These are both DeFi uh, systems. Liquidity mining programs allow DeFi users to earn extra tokens on whatever yield they already receive from putting them into a liquidity pool. Lenders can borrow money from the pool while contributors get passive income on their crypto. Avalanche Rush will be a showcase for users to see the power of Avalanche and go figure, right? And dive into a vibrant community at the cutting edge of decentralized finance, said Imin Gun uh, Sire, director of the Avalanche Foundation in the announcement. Um, I think to try to look at this the way it worked with uh, Uniswap, when Uniswap finally did its airdrop, um, anybody who had invested the minimum amount got, I believe, 400 Uniswap tokens. And at the time when it was announced, Uniswap was priced at $4. So everybody who got a, a single airdrop received $3,200 automatically yep. of, of Uniswap. <coughs> now, of course, that price dropped, which a lot of people were um, you know, dumping it, but it came roaring back up. It's worth more now than it was then. So, um, But this is, I think, what was happening with this avalanche rush, was people were like, oh, lots of money coming into the market. I think I'd like to get on that, board that ship right now. And that's exactly why the prices, you know, jumped more than 100%. So is this like a, a fabricated value? I don't really understand how, like, minting coins all of a sudden just brings instant value to the to the coin itself. Is it well, real? Well, you saw them put $180 million in, right? So there's $180 million worth of value there. Okay. So before they did the drop, they put $180 million. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, if that's well, the case... You know, Dynamo did the same thing. They, they set the price at a certain amount and then artificially inflated it over time. And that was to promote it. And people, of course, have been going in there and taking that value out. And that's not surprising, but it does still promote the coin. So I'm kind of curious. Is Avalanche like sort of like a decentralized competitor to, uh, to Celsius? Uh, I would say it's a competitor to, um, well, any of the other DeFi's that are out there, right? Okay. Scalability focused blockchain is the primary idea here. I don't think of Celsius as a really big scalability. Um, so, Celsius is all about staking. So, mm -hmm. although, I mean, in, in the sense of what DeFi is defined as, and then yes, of course, Celsius is DeFi, but it's not quite the same kind of direction as, as uh, other DeFi programs are. Right. Okay, I'll go ahead and take the next one, which is going to be the first one up on top, written by Jeff Benson. Court says, coins from Bitcoin SV hack can't be transferred. <clears throat> Many prominent exchanges have stopped paying attention to Bitcoin SV the moment they delisted the cryptocurrency. Bitmart, an international exchange registered in the Cayman Islands with offices in New York and across Asia, didn't. The exchange's owner has been fighting in a court battle to prevent the transfer of BSV, allegedly stolen in a July 9th hack. A U.S. District Court judge has granted a preliminary injunction on Bitmart owner GBM Global Holdings Co. Ltd., preventing the alleged hackers whose names have not been publicly released from moving the BSV. 
The motion was granted by Judge Allison J. Nathan after def the defendant failed to respond. In July, Bitmart filed for, for injunctive relief, arguing that 43 of the exchange's U.S. users were n negatively impacted when hackers attacked the Bitcoin SV network and effectively reorganized transactions that had already occurred. As a result, they could spend coins twice. According to the filing, they had begun moving the assets across exchanges, including Binance and Huobi. Bitmart has frozen 92 accounts connected to the alleged fraud. Bitcoin SV, spearheaded by, by self-purported Bitcoin creator Craig Wright, is a fork of Bitcoin Cash, which itself is a fork of Bitcoin. Both Bitcoin Cash and the Bitcoin SV spin off over disputes over block size. Bitcoin Cash argued block size should be larger to facilitate more transactions, creating a cryptocurrency that works like cash. Imagine Bitcoin that people want to spend rather than merely save. Some within BCH, such as Wright, argues, argued that BCH did not go far enough in this regard, leading to the foundation of Bitcoin SV, short for Satoshi's Division. One potential downside of a larger block size is reduced security because they require more resources and are therefore more expensive to run. As a result, they can become more centralized. In blockchains, decentralized, uh, in blockchains, decentralization is a security feature that prevents single points of attack. Indeed, security concerns may, le may lead many cryptocurrency exchanges to stop listing B uh, BSV lest they be on the hook for potential losses. And the losses are what they have been in store for BSV users. According to data from Nomix, BSV's price is down 5% since the beginning of the year. After racing a high of $441 in April, it has dropped to $162. Wait a minute, that's more than 5%, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, I did not even know, but this was under my uh, out of my radar. I don't... Do Bitcoin SV or Bitcoin Cash? Um, yep. Yeah. So this is news to me. Yeah, I didn't. I was. I actually because when these two split off from the other ones, I originally owned Bitcoin. And of course, if you own Bitcoin, you've got the other coins as well. Once they split, and because the prices kept dropping, I just kept. I was like, I don't need this. I'm just gonna sell it. Oh, right, right, right. But you got to elaborate on that too, because I I did have a, um, all my cryptos on an exchange, and unfortunately for me, those exchanges did not give their users that that fork. They kept it. There was some backlash on uh, uh, what the platform that I was using. I forgot the name of it. It was years ago. They no longer allow U.S. Uh, U.S. customers to be on their platform. Um, but they eventually ended up giving people the the crypto but at that point it's already <laughs> already bottomed out you know it already went up to the top and i'm sure they cashed out and then bought back in at the bottom and then kept the profits from the top yeah that's that's scamish dude that's real scamish yeah
I should say, people who like bought into Dogecoin at 70 cents. Um, they want to protect the people who don't understand what they're doing. And I totally follow the reasoning, the justification for it. But you, sometimes you got to let people fail. You know? And I'm not saying you should let everybody fail, but, it, but if you don't let people fail, they won't learn. They won't learn it, yeah. And I mean, you can always offer education. Hopefully people heed it, but if they don't, it's really their loss. Now, if they want protection, they can create it, and that was what was happening. If enough people voted on on asking the government to provide a protection service like FDIC, um, then they're going to try to do it. But the problem is that with the regulation is you also get uh, restrictions, and as much as I see the purpose, I don't agree with all of their idealisms, and that's the thing that's bothered me. So the article is why crypto is skeptical of the Treasury's assurances that we should trust it on the infrastructure bill. And I can read the article, but I'm going to make this is the whole point is that there's all these, oh, don't worry about it, we've got it under control. And it's like, you know, the last time anybody said, don't worry, I've got this under control, you're just like, yeah. Are they riding a rocket into outer space without a helmet on? Probably. Um, so, the, the the ideal here is noble. The the implication the implementation of it is going to be horrific, and we already know this. If you live in the United States, you're well aware of how wonderful our tax code system is. I know I've harped on this before, but without going into detail, I don't want the government screwing around with this. They need to, they need to leave their they need to keep their hands off. Just act away slowly. Consider what you've already done with crypto and stick it there. If people want protection, they can buy protection. But the government should not be sticking their nose down this, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully, um, private industry does something to offer people reassurance. And Celsius already did, right? They have an insurance plan on their crypto if you, if you start with them. So, it's not like it's impossible. The government doesn't have to do this. Um, I do kind of resent it when a person is like, you're too dumb to know how to not do this to yourself. Well, you know, I, I, you know, the child is not going to learn not to stick its hand in the fire if you just continue to keep it from sticking its hand in the fire. You need to let it burn itself. So it will understand not to stick its hand in the fire. Ouch. It's hot. It's I, don't want hot. Kid, I don't want any kid to come to harm. <laughs> but if they keep doing it... Yeah, they'll learn. They'll learn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually I want I want to give my uh, give my Spanish a little test here. Let's see if I can do this. This is uh, Decrypt has Spanish articles, so I'm gonna try this. Okay. I want to see if I can do this. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. But let's see if we can do this. Okay. Here we go. Um, un artículo por Ekenjank. Bitcoin supera los 50 millones por primera vez. Desde mayo, el Bitcoin volvió a, a, a alcanzar la marca de los 50 millones de dólares el domingo por la noche, un hito importante en el precio, ya que el mercado de las criptomonedas sigue saliendo de, de su caída de primer, uh, prima, primavera y post, posterior desplome de verano. Uh, la mayor criptomoneda del mundo por 
capital uh, capitalization <laughs> capi capi <laughs> capitalización de este mercado acaba de super supera los 50 millones de dólares en el momento de escribir este artículo ha subido un 2.6% en las últimas 24 horas, un 5.6% en la última semana y 55% en el último mes. Sigue, sigue CoinGecko. La última vez que Bitcoin alcanzó los 50 millones de dólares fue en el fue a medio medi, mediados mediados de mayo justo después de que el CEO de Tesla Elon Musk dijera que su comp compañía ya no accept aceptaría Bitcoin como pago por sus coches de, debido a las a las pre 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 preocupaciones medio ambientales esa esa noticia junto con un ofensa en china hizo que el bitcoin cayera a los días y semanas siguientes wow that was a lot of work i'm good all right that was my that was my spanish right there for the day all right uh do we have another article Whew, i'm burnt I don't think I have any more articles after that. Yeah, that's tough. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. CryptoNuts, make sure you check us out on Discord, YouTube, Twitter, Reddit. Uh, where else? There's a bunch of other places. You know, I, sh I should actually pull that up right now. Give me a second here. Um, da -da -da. Keep them distracted while I find this. Here we go. We were talking earlier about uh, uh, the... the uh, U.S. Treasury uh, continuing on its, its crusade to protect the public. Um, I was just thinking about Janet Yellen, her her look in this in this image. Uh, it's so foreboding. It's kind of like I don't fully trust that you. One, know what you're talking about, and two, can't actually help to protect us. I mean, I'm not. I didn't vote for her. Not like it's a question of voting, but. Um, I wonder if it's the the, strength, the stringency or the, the strictness of of trying to portray that you are actually serious when you have no idea what you're doing, and that always did bug me when when a, uh, a politician would fake their uh, seriousness and of course immediately back down. But uh, I don't think Danielle's I don't think she's lying. I think she's dead serious, and mm -hmm. it's just a tad bit. Uh, bothersome to me to see somebody so serious about not really comprehending what they're doing um, so in any case alright I found it thank you thank you for uh, filling in alright so you can find our podcast on discord youtube anchor breaker google podcast overcast pocket cast radio public spotify apple podcast and Castbox. just search for cryptocurrency chat or blockchain john and that should pull it up or just go directly to our website at c3media.tech um, but definitely I, I would prefer personally and I'm sure Jake could vouch for this discord come hang out with us in discord so with that said yep. cryptonauts stack sets and huddle
What else? Adios, though. Adios! I was waiting for you to fill it in. Adios! I just wanted to see if you were going to do it. <laughs> okay, uh, adios. Okay. Adios. <laughs>